This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. We know as parents that you are facing so many tensions when it comes to teaching your kids about God. There's so much pressure to get it right. And the search for finding resources and books can be really exhausting sometimes. I know that as a young parent. And it's right here at the intersection of your kids' most curious years and all of these tensions as parents that we have some really good news for you. God wants to use you. The Story of God is a five-book series that Jenny wrote that starts with creation and takes you and your kids on a journey all the way to when God makes all things new. And the books are written in first person to the child and to you, and they have scriptures to read along with it on every single page. So when you purchase the series before August 1st, you can get access to some incredible downloads, like 20 fun questions to ask your kid about God, a Raising Kids Who Dream ebook, and an online workshop with some friends like Max Lucado, Dr. Paul Tripp, Trillian Newbell, Ruth Simons, and Jenny herself. So go to theology.com, that's T-H-E-O-L-A-B-Y.com, and join us. his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10. Well, welcome to the first episode of a series that I am so passionate about. Now realize, if you don't have kids, if you are single and 25, this is still for you. If you're 80 and your kids are all grown, this is still for you because All of us need to know the answers to these questions. We wanted to do this in such a crazy, chaotic time because we believe that the most grounding material we have in our lives is that God loves us, that he created us in love, that he has a plan for us, that he took care of our mistakes and sin, that he is making all things new and setting us apart for eternity. The basics of Christianity, which I think sometimes we miss at church even, or even if you've been a Christian a long time, we sometimes miss it. And if we don't understand these big pieces, what happens is we we don't feel like we have our footing. It feels like a wave will come and knocks us down really easily, even if it's a small wave, because we don't have grounded, strong theology that's, that's rooting us and grounding us. And is why I am so passionate about doing this, not just for adults, but also for kids. Because from the time you are young and you begin to think about God, the most important things you will ever think about God are the first things you think about God. And largely that comes not from the Bible and not from truth, but it comes from relationships. It comes from hurt. It comes from disappointment and disillusionment. And what I want to do is before all that hurt and disillusionment and disappointment comes, it will come, give kids a huge view of God where they understand who he is so that those waves come and they don't knock them down. They just kind of barely, you know, hit their ankles and even a big wave doesn't knock them down. And so that is my hope. But that's my hope for kids, but it's also my hope for you. This podcast is specifically for anyone asking big questions about God. And some of you may think, you know what? My faith is really secure. I know the answers to these questions. I promise you to some degree, you will be learning the answers to these questions forever. There is no end to who is God and what has he done for us. There's no end to that. So my hope is this feeds your imagination, whether you're 50 or five, that you love God more because of the series. I'm so excited about it. And I believe there's so much good ahead. So let's start. Creation, who made you and why did he make you?
So God always existed. He has always and will always exist. Now that always hurts my brain when I think about it too hard, that he always was, and he always was in community. He didn't need us. He wasn't lonely. He didn't create us because he was bored or lonely. He existed in himself forever. So this is a little bit crazy. Ready? There's three gods in one. They are one God, but there is a Godhead. There are three different unique people in the Godhead. So God, the father, Jesus, the son, and the Holy Spirit. All three have existed forever in relationship with each other. And that's why in Genesis 1, it says, let us create man in our image. The us and the our is in the Trinitarian God, that there are three gods in one and that they are one God to be worshiped, but they are three unique personalities of that God. Now, it is really hard thing to ever get our heads around, but don't you want a God like that? Don't you want to worship a God that you can't for all of your days, get your head around that he's that good and he's that big and it's hard to ever understand him. I personally feel a lot more secure if he is bigger than my brain can handle. (laughs) I want a God that is knowable but unfathomable at the same time, that I can't fathom how that plays out. But I also know that it's true because of the word of God. And the word of God is meant to reveal who God is to us. What a gift. He gave us the word of God so that we could know enough about him to worship him and to worship him in truth and spirit, that we wouldn't just be looking at the sun and know who God is, even though that definitely tells us that he is big and capable and able. Creation cries out the glory of God, that there is glory just innately that we know is true of God because of creation, because of a sunset. But he wanted to give us more. He wanted to tell us his story to explain to us, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing so that we wouldn't be confused. So we wouldn't be aimless. So we wouldn't have dark, horrible seasons in our life and not understand there's a good God redeeming those moments. He loves us and that's why he gave us his word. And it's why he also gave us his son to show us that there was better coming, that there was good that was going to overcome the evil that there is an enemy and that enemy has horrible purposes for us, but God is bigger than the enemy. So let's start with creation. The story of God actually begins before creation, that he always existed and he existed in love with himself, with the Godhead. And that out of that love, there was a desire to create people that would know him and love him, that he would share that love with us. It's, it's a lot of the reasons why we all have kids today that, that we are in a relationship where there's so much love that we want to give that away. It's why we adopted, actually. The number one reason we adopted was because we had more love. We were like, you know what? We've got more space and we've got more love. Let's bring someone else into that relationship. A healthy family is meant to be birthed and created in love. Now we know that there's a lot of brokenness and so much of what we understand about God, we get from our families. And so it's important to separate out what healthy love is and what the relationship was meant to be with the Father God and with our own fathers. Because if we don't understand the ideal, then we can't understand how it is broken and we can't separate the two. And so a lot of our bad view of God is that we've had broken relationships in our own life where we kind of put that on God and we think God's like our father that was broken, that we could never measure up to, or that was hateful and abusive or was a disciplinarian and never, you know, affectionate, or maybe he was just affectionate and he never protected you from injustice. So we've got to separate out what is meant to be and who God actually is and how we've perceived him to be. How he is meant to be is that he likes you. 
He likes you so much. You know why he likes you? He created you. He imagined you in his mind. He he set you in your place and set you in your time. And he had purposes for you. He equipped you with the Holy Spirit. He has a great purpose for you and his plan. And he designed everything in this earth to be helpful to you. That, that when he built the earth and nature and animals and food, weather and seasons and and beauty, that he created all of that just to bless you, that he would know his love for you, that you would see his delight over you, that you would be walking by a creek and look down and see fish and hanging out with other people that God made that you love. Think of the very best day you can imagine and your feet are in that cold springs and you're laughing together and you're having the best time. You're playing in the water and you've got ice cream waiting for you upstairs and and you are just in heaven on earth. That was God's point, that you would taste heaven, that you would taste him, that you would see him in every little bitty thing, that you would see him when a baby's born in their chubby little feet, that you would see him in a beautiful starry night where you cannot get to the end. There's no way you could count the stars, that you would see him in a person that you love, that that loves you back and that God created. This is how he meant for us to experience life and beauty and his creation, that, that we would delight in it and see the goodness of it. But of course, the enemy pretty quickly in the story we'll talk about next week brings death and destruction. But if we don't understand what it was before the enemy was there, that they walked with God, that they talked with God, that there was relationship with God, that it was good and they knew it was good. They loved God and they were with God. That if we didn't know what it was like before, then we don't know what it is that we're trying to get back to and what it is that he's redeeming. We have to know what it was so we'll know what it is and what it will be. Now, there's good and those blessings all around us today, and they're foretastes of heaven. They're foretastes of what God has coming for us. And we're meant to see God in all that goodness, that if it's good, it's from God. That's what scripture tells us. So if it's good, if there's anything good in your life, that is what we're supposed to see as God's gift to us, as it was meant to be and as it will be again. But it's not that way right now. And we're going to talk about this a lot more as we go. But I want in this little moment to remember it began as all good. And that storyline is coming back to the all good part. But we're in the middle. We're in the already, but not yet. There's already so much that God has done for us. And we have freedom from sin. And we are new creations. And we are set apart for great purposes. But we're not yet realizing all of that because we're still on earth. And we're still among sinners and we're still sinning. So how do we live in that tension until we get home? That's what we're going to talk about in this series. I want you today with your kids, wherever you are, just to notice. I want you to notice for yourself if you don't have kids and with your kids if you have kids, just to notice God's creation, to notice something that he made that is just plain delightful. And I want you this week just to keep doing that, just to keep noticing and keep talking about those things and thanking God for those things because those things are meant to remind us that there's a better world coming a world where the old has passed away and the new has come. It is coming. And it's how this story will bookend and it will go on forever and ever. And in the meantime, he's given us little moments, little things on earth to remind us that it's all real and it will be made right again. Hey, before we get back to the episode, 
I want to tell you about something. You know that we're always looking for helpful tools and things for you guys, and we're excited to tell you about a new company that we're partnering with this season, and you may have heard of them before. The other day, I was trying to figure out a way to send this massive PDF ebook to a bunch of people for Theology. Couldn't get it to go through my email. And so even before we partnered with Issue, I remembered how easy they make it to upload your files and your PDFs and just send links that let people access your eBooks, freebie downloads, whatever you're doing and sharing your information online. And what's super fun, it's completely free to use. So you can go to issue.info slash Jenny to sign up and make an account. That's I-S-S-U-U.info slash Jenny. And now back to Jenny. We're so excited about this season because we want to equip you to have great conversations with the kids you know in your life about God. We really believe anybody can have a good conversation with their kids about God. And rather than just teach you how, I thought it might be fun to also show you how. So we're going to tackle all kinds of things this season with my niece and nephew, and you're going to fall in love with them. In fact, if you could see their eyeballs right now looking back at me, you would just melt. They are precious. I love my niece and nephew. So excited for you to get to know them a little bit better and to hear their questions because kids have the capacity for such curiosity and such a big faith in these young years. And that's what we want to do is we want to help you capture that curiosity and their imaginations with the bigness and greatness of our God. So welcome. We're so glad you're here. Some of you may not know the answers to these questions, but hopefully as we send out tools through Theology in the coming years, you will see just how simple it can be to follow, to love, and to know God. So Jack is going to kick us off. And Jack, what is your first question? Where Where do you think God was when he created the earth and heavens? Mm, that's a good question. So what do you know about God and, and where he can be? Well, he could be right in front of me. He can be in heaven. He could be everywhere. Yeah, so there's this really big word called omnipresent. And it's a seminary word. It's a word I learned when I went there. But what it means is that God is everywhere. That God is absolutely everywhere. There is nowhere you can go to get away from God. The Psalms tell us that, that if I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the depths of hell, you are there. If I make my home on the water, if I, you know, make my home in the air with the birds, like he, you cannot escape where God is. Isn't that cool? So that means it kind of blows your brain, doesn't it? Like just how big God is that he would be everywhere at the same time. That feels impossible. Can you imagine that? Yes. Does that hurt your brain? Kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Anna Kate, what's your question about God? Why did he create us? Ooh, that's a really good question. Why did God create us? Well, we know from scripture that he created us out of love, that he existed before time with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do y'all know what that's called? I don't know necessarily what it means. It's called the Trinity. And that means that God, the Father, and the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, you know all those three, right? Yes, ma'am. That they all live together for all time. So they didn't need anybody. They didn't need people. 
because they had each other. In fact, in Genesis, it says that let's make man in our image. The reason it says our was because there was three in one, that we worship one God, but there's three different people within the Trinity and they love each other and they're in relationship with each other, even within themselves. I know this is the stuff that hurts my brain. They're looking at, you should see their eyeballs right now. They're like, hmm, this is hurting my brain. (laughs) So what's cool about it, and this is why it matters, is because the fact that God existed with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit means they kind of had like a family. Like they didn't need anybody else. They loved each other and they were already in relationship. So that means they created us just because they were so good and so loving that they wanted to share that love with other people. They wanted to bring other people into their family. They knew that it was good to know and be with God. And so they created humans in their image. So they, what do you know about the story of creation? Well, I know that God created us in his own image. Yes. And that he created us because he loved us. So what do you think it means to be made in the image of God? It means that we are his son. He is the shepherd and we are the sheep. Yeah, he is the shepherd and we are the sheep. I think it means that, you know what? You probably laugh and smile a little bit like God does. I think it means that when he made Jack Warnock, that he was thinking, I'm going to put a little bit of my personality in Jack. So what are some of the favorite things about you that you love about yourself that God made about you? Well, I love that he gave me the talent to play piano and that, I don't know, (laughs) I can't. You know something I love about you? What? I love how you love God. And you know what else I love about you? I love how every time I see you, you wrap me up in a big hug. And love comes from God. God created that love. And I bet God loves music too. I bet he put that inside of you too. There's a lot of things that God loves and that he is that he shares with us and he put in us. And you know what I see when I... When I see you growing up, because I've gotten to watch you since you were a little bitty baby, both of you, you know what I see? I see traces of God and his love for us. I see hope and I see joy and I see God's delight because he puts a Jack and an Anna Kate on the earth. I just think he must like us so much that he would build two awesome humans like you two and put them on earth. What do you think, Anna Kate? What do you think you have about you that's like God? Um, do you think God's funny? Yes. You do? Are you funny? I don't know. You're one of the funniest people I know. And I think that's a lot like God. I think God has a great sense of humor. Because you know how I know that? Because scripture tells us everything good is from God. And is laughing good? Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> I love laughing. Do y'all like out laughing? I love laughing. Yeah. Like sometimes like people say like, why do you laugh so much? Because I love, and I just say, I love it. Well, I know. And I think God loves it too. In fact, I know he loves it. You know what he said when he made the panda bears and the fish in the ocean and the sky blue? You know what he said? What? He said, it's good. It's good. You know what he said when he made us, when he made the humans? He said, it's very good. Isn't that cool? Doesn't that just make you so happy that he looked at humans and he was like, I like them. You know why he liked them so much? Because they were a lot like him. So we are so excited about the season, not just for the little kids in your life, but also for you. Because these 
questions are the most important questions you'll ever answer. It's going to be simple and clear, and I do not want you to miss this. Five weeks together, five of the most important questions you'd ever ask yourself and five important things your kids need to know about God as well. So subscribe, comment, tell us how you're enjoying the last few seasons of Guya that we've done with you. Let us know how we can serve you better. We're so grateful for you. Are you ready? Let's do this.